What's going on, y'all? It's Jared, giving you what you need in the news and interviews from Lanyard Legends Podcast. Today on the show, we got Mr. Daniel Washington. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. All right. He is a wholesaling professional in the real estate game. Uh, most people don't know what wholesaling is. Uh, I met him in the Make Real Estate Real <laughs> Facebook community group and Jamal. Right. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later on. But, uh, Danny, please give a little bit of bio about yourself to my listeners and subscribers. All right. My name is Daniel. i um, been doing wholesaling for like the last three years. Um, not full time yet, but will be uh, working in sales for over the last 13 years or well, 20 years, actually, but 13 years with this last company with Pepsi. Um, what else? Run three businesses. I have a bounce house business in sales. Uh, got the wholesaling that uh, is going to be full time and actually have a cleaning business as well. So I've been doing those three things for over the bounce house business for the four years and cleaning for the 10 years. I've been doing that one and in the wholesaling for three years. So um, been very lucrative for me, man. A lot of people don't know about wholesaling they, they think it's like traditional real estate but it's a whole different <laughs> ball game yeah we, we, we about to get into that we about to get into that so uh what pushed you into the real estate arena uh actually i was doing i was just doing sales like i normally do and i was i was I actually started off drop shipping and uh i started off with a company called ds domination back in the day and ds domination was almost like a form of of uh, wholesaling because what you would do is you would buy the products from china um and you didn't actually have to buy the products you would just uh make a website put them on your page and then they will order from you and then you would be like the middleman and you would order the product from china and then ship it out to the customer so when i started doing that i was just finding out about different avenues of making money and I got into eBay I got into Amazon I started making my own products and just with that when you get into that arena and you start talking to different people and stuff like that then that's when I learned out about about real estate and I always wanted to get in real estate and I was like yeah let me check it out and I actually started with uh, uh, my first program was with <coughs> Mark Whitten uh, Mark Whitten out of I think he had a Philly or somewhere. And I took his program and uh and I just got hooked, man. Once they were telling me about you don't need no cash or credit. And first I was like, man, that's, that's that ain't real. Man. I was like, yeah, you know, so I kind of put it down for a minute. And uh once the once the kind of the drop shipping, some things that happened and I kind of slowed down on the drop shipping as much. And I, I ran, I kept running across it again, you know. And I was like, "Man, let me pick this this real estate back up." And um, and I ain't stopped since then, man. Okay, all right, that's what's up. You got that hustle mentality. Yeah. Um, so uh, can you explain to my listeners what is actually wholesaling? A lot of people, uh, people hear about <clears throat> it. Um, some people give it a bad name. Uh, people don't know that it's the signs that you see. I buy your houses uh, for cash. But uh, can you give a little bit more explanation with this wholesale? I wish I had one of my signs in here. I'll, I'll show it to you. Uh, <laughs> man, nah, but see, th- this is 
this is the thing that a lot of people in it and a lot of people who get in the game they try to run it like they're a traditional real estate agent and that's not what you do in wholesaling the wholesaling all the wholesaling is 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 the art of finding discount properties and for people who need help with those properties that they can't sell traditionally on the market so like uh a lot of houses that's like boarded up windows and high grass and stuff like that you can't you can't traditionally sell those like a real estate agent they don't really make no money off of those so when when a wholesaler comes in is he just matched that property up with another investor and he just becomes the middleman and find the project for the investor so he helps the homeowner out and uh and the actual uh investor out and everybody everybody wins at the end of the day like can you give people like a like an example like if uh let's say uh, you find a house like how would you go ahead what would be the process of you uh i guess we thought definitive like give a uh, price point like let's say you find a house it was like sixty thousand dollars oh okay all right example all right so you uh so let's say you, you got a property you find a property right you see uh you're driving around it's boarded up you got high grass windows busted out stuff like that um and let's say this property uh the the arv which is the after repair value goes for you know let's say average in new orleans in our area is 150,000 right <clears throat> so but the the current value of the property as is is not 150 and 60,000. So the homeowner would have to get it up to that range to sell the property and get that price for the property. So in that current as is condition, it may be 30,000, 40,000, something like that. So what your objective is to see if basically if you can find that homeowner Ask them if they are uh, if they are willing to sell the property to you, and you know there's, there's of course there's a couple of different instances that have to have. It has to make sure they have have any liens or or, or any uh, mortgages or stuff like that, outstanding mortgages that you have to pay. But what you would do is you would get the property under contract for a certain price. So let's say if it's worth let's say all right it's worth one hundred fifty thousand. Um, you get it under contract for forty thousand, and what you'll do is uh, get an assignment, and you assign your your rights to the to your contract over to the investor for fifty thousand, and you'll make that ten ten thousand spread in the middle. Okay. All right. But Wait. you, you got to make sure that it's still a good uh, room on the bone for the the investor to make his money as well. And you just find that most investors, if they can make twenty to thirty thousand, um, they fine, you know. So, so if you get it to them at fifty thousand, and they put another uh, fifty to sixty thousand in it, they still got another forty thousand dollars in equity, and that they can make on a deal. Plus, they'll pay the closing costs and stuff like that. So, you know, they'll get out of there with forty, maybe thirty thousand, and everybody wins. The homeowner gets that property for whatever we went under contract with they will get the forty thousand i get the ten thousand dollars for it and the homeowner will get the i mean the investor will get their money on the back end when they sell okay and uh 
when you find in these houses, who are usually the uh, <clears throat> it's the homeowners with the distressed properties? Uh, different different situations. Like a lot of times, like you, I run across situations where, like, either if it's vacant, uh, tired landlords that don't want to, because the difference with wholesale and traditional real estate, uh, most of the time is that an investor can buy the property cash well traditional in uh real estate deal you got to go to the bank and get funding and stuff like that difference with uh investor they have the cash already sitting on hand so the transaction could be closed fairly quickly and somebody that's like just say if um they had one situation where uh this guy he was moving to another state and it was, it was a job transfer and the house wasn't really uh, as bad it wasn't more of a beat up house because you you don't have to it's not all just beat up houses as well it's just different situations and he couldn't wait for a traditional real estate agent to put his house on the market wait two to three months wait and what you call so he needs to close the deal pretty quickly and so we came in um brought my investors in and closed the transaction within 30 days Oh, okay. So you oh you got it done within thirty days. So uh, usually, if you're dealing with a real estate agent, the closing process is always longer. Usually, not all, not all the time, but most of the time. Most of the time, okay. no, not not all the time. They have some agents that uh, you know, but what is it? Some let me not just say it's just the agent, but they got to wait on the funding from the bank. So you know that process by itself. You know, if you're not dealing with that bank, and let's say if you're a new investor, like just the paperwork alone, it could be, uh, you know, two to three weeks, and then you got to list it, and then you got to take offers and stuff like this. So it could stretch out, you know, from over some transactions happen a month, but no, most likely not in the time, you know, not to, to get it sold pretty quickly. What's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Your Legends Podcast, giving you some information about Forex trading. If you're unfamiliar with Forex, Forex is a Forex exchange, stock exchange, pretty much. All you do is trade on currency from around the world in four different Forex markets. If you want more information about getting into the Forex game, hit up my website at i.academy forward slash jma99. Again, that website is im.academy forward slash jma999 if you if you're unfamiliar with trading or forex this website and this team will give you all the information and tools that you need to succeed um, you can utilize the tools you can utilize the classes you can utilize their membership their other members who are willing to assist you whenever you have any questions it's like another community that's trying to make you money it's another revenue stream always remember a millionaire has seven streams of income. This can be another one for you. Okay, that's understandable. All right, so what type of, how do you find these digital properties? Like, do you use uh, applications? Do you just drive around and look for them? People contact you? Uh, they got different ways. Um, Driving, if, if somebody who's just getting started, let's say if you brand new out the box, fresh out the pack, you know, uh, let's say the, the easiest way is, is driving for dollars. And, you know, they call it D for D. If you ever hear somebody say, 
from D for DME driving for dollars. And oh, what you do is you just write down property addresses of, of houses that's uh that's that's boarded up, high grass, it looked like they're vacant. And um you just write the addresses down and then um you'll go on to the Orleans of Paris, well, like I say, whatever your county is and your your assessor's office is, you'll go type in your county and assessor and then you will that's what you do uh you find out all the property owner's name and uh, their mailing address because sometimes the mailing address would be different from their property um then what you'll do after that you take down their name and you'll go on to any like uh, I'm trying to think of all the free services that i use because i still use some of them i got a lot of more paid stuff now but uh what's the what's the one i used to all, all the time um is it home snap i heard about home snap uh no i don't use home snap too much um no this, i'm talking about for the trace to get the owner's phone number. oh the tracing oh uh, skip tracing you know you, now they got paid services like i use for me i use batch skip tracing i just get a list of numbers and a list of addresses and i send it to batch they get it back to me and like one day with all the phone numbers possible phone numbers for them now of course you got to run through a lot of numbers sometimes it's the wrong number <laughs> <laughs> sometimes right. people like you know you get on like what you calling me for and you know all that type of stuff <laughs> you know but what's you know it, uh, what's skip tracing for people who don't know what that is skip tracing is just finding just finding it's the, it's the order finding like the the person's email address and uh phone number possible phone number and email address for a potential subject that you may have I mean, you could do it with any you know um insurance agents you know uh what you call it like they they all, all they do it all the time you know you get those calls out the blue like they they you skip trace your number from somewhere you know okay yeah. um but they got a lot of free ones that you can use because I'm, I'm well because when i remember when i was starting out it was uh you know money was tight so uh a lot of people want to do you know they want to do it is when they say no no cash no credit you know like you really can do it no cash no credit now here's the thing it will take time but you gotta understand <laughs> that you gotta give either you got either you got more time or you got more money you know you gotta you gotta pick one battle to go with, you know um, tr- oh true people search true people search okay that's how, you found, that's how you found the property owners of the distressed distress property right okay right, yeah so you go true people search then they'll give you some possible phone numbers and there's an author to do that too you know you, you want to match up the exact name you know sometimes they have like a middle name you will put that in if possible and um you, they, they're pretty accurate you know you'll be surprised and uh you give them a call and you say man you know you just hit them say uh i seen a property that i may think is i think is vacant and i was just uh wondering if you was uh willing to sell and you know there's only a few answers they can give you they can tell you school they can tell you uh you know <laughs> you know uh you know how did you get my number you know uh 
That's what's the, what's the process of uh, when you trying to how do you close someone that you've never met before, never talked to? How do you try to how you close it? Like, what's, do you have like a, a script that you go through? Uh, yeah, they have different scripts that you use, but most of the time, man, and most of the time you don't you want to use a script just more as like a, a base. You don't want to use a script and be robotic. You know, this this will help me. And like, since I've been doing sales for so long, um, is you have to build that rapport with a person. You don't want to just go in and be like, now nah, you of course you want to call when you call and say, hey, you know, what's the reason for my call? Like, you know, I'm not just calling you like we went to school together. But after that, right, you know, right. you want to find out what's going on with the property. So let's let's just say like, uh, you you know, you find somebody and you say, hey, uh, I was I was interested in a property. We brought brought some properties in the area, and um, I was just wondering if if you'd like to sell your property, seeing that it was vacant, and you know, let's say they get to talking with you, and you know, you want to find out as much history on the property as possible you want to find out you know why it's vacant um you know uh, how long it's been vacant you know uh, was it the was it the investment house was it uh, a house that they used to stay in and stuff like that and then you just you, you basically you know you actually get off of the house and you just find out what's going on with this situation that's the that's the main thing and you know you'd be surprised man a lot of people is not as bad as people think they are okay okay all right, cool. All right, so uh, I always like to ask this question. So, what was the worst thing you ever did in wholesaling, or your biggest mistake in wholesaling, and how did you come back from that? Oh man, my first deal, man. My okay. first deal, and I all right, I run the whole situation with you. And I was so I was so geeked up off the class when I came out, and um, I was I was like, all right, boom, I'm gonna do this, you know. So I went about it. The, told wrong way you know like because i was thinking i was i was and that's why i tell people do not run this like traditional real estate so i found a property that was listed with an agent which is uh now now i do deals with agents but back then i didn't know what what i was doing so this was a uh already a property which is all this all this thing is real estate owned and it's a bank property so basically it already then went through the foreclosure property, but I mean the foreclosure process, but they couldn't sell it. So the bank has it again and banks, they don't, that's another thing. Wholesalers help banks out as well because banks don't want, they're not in the business of, of holding on a the property. They're in the business, they're in the mortgage business. And if that property is not making them no money, they they don't they don't want to be holding on to a property and trying to sell it like you know that's why they got real estate agents. but I, I got the property and uh and now now remember i'm supposed to be doing this with no money no cash and credit but i'm so geeked up like i'm talking to the agent and like it was it was a rundown property so i was like you know it fit the criteria so i i, I talked to the agent you know like Instead of me talking to, you want to talk to the homeowner. You don't want to talk to a real estate agent. Because, well, well, because once it gets to the real estate agent, you I always got a, a saying, you want to buy something uh, not for sale and not for sale. You know, once it's for sale, then it's more on the traditional side. Okay. You know, now, unless, uh, it, now, like I said, I'm, I'm about to do, I'm in the process of doing one with an agent right now that's actually 
on the market and then she gave me something that's off market but you know as long as you get it under the price um that's that's not retail then you you, you can wholesale it. um okay. and as long as the price the the contract is assigned so i got this property and it was uh it was it was uh you familiar with the Lulin area like in Lulin? Yeah. No, 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 Lula, like right, right by Destrehan, like going towards. Oh yeah, 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 out that way, you know. So in the country, man. So I got this property. Um, it was it was it was, it was bad. So I went. So another agent had it. was two agents. One agent was a buyer. One was selling it. So I, I ran across this, this lady, and she was like, "Yeah, I got this property." And you know, like me, and she was sending me deals. So when I saw it. I was like, let me go check it out. So I checked it out and I'm, you know, she was like, you know, um, yeah, it's on this, it's been on the market and uh, they haven't been able to sell it. So it, it fit all the criteria. Now, and like, mind you, I'm new, so I'm, I'm not really knowing, like I'm trying to get the ARV and like my number's not coming back all the way correct. I thought it was correct. Now that I looked at it, like from being on it for a couple of years now, like I could have made money off this deal, but I didn't know what I was doing, so <laughs> I I got it under I got it under contract. Like it was like I said, it was distressed. It, it needed a, it needed a, like a lot of work, but it wasn't it wasn't a big house. So uh, I got it under contract for I want to say uh, thirty thousand, which was for this house was too much. Um, and, I, and she was like, the, the agent that had it, she do a lot of bank on property. So she said that I had to put on an EMD. So what that is, an EMD is just an earnest money. It's like a good faith deposit saying that you're going to perform on the deal. So I told her she was asked for a thousand. I was like, well, you know, uh, we usually only put down 500 on our properties. Um, I was trying to put down 200 actually and she was like no you gotta at least put down 500 so I, I went to I went to put down the 500 uh, and I went to to basically I still had the contract for, for 30 days so I had 30 days to perform on a contract so I, I once I got the contract with her I had the 30 days until I if not if I didn't perform on a contract then I'll lose my earnest money so after I got the contract with I went to trying to find a buyer for it and man it was everybody looked at this property was like <laughs> no way <laughs> what, what is it what's earnest money it's like it, it's just a good faith deposit it's like saying that you're gonna perform on a contract like okay. uh um it's just saying it's, it's basically a deposit you know okay. and it and it goes towards the deal if you perform you get it back once you uh, perform on the deal, you, or if you don't perform on the deal, but you got a window um, until you got time to perform on it. So if you if you go past that window, you lose your money. So you got to make sure you perform within that window. You know. So, uh, but I, I tried it. I had a website. I tried to put it on my website. Nothing. I put it on the different websites, Craigslist, uh, Facebook. Back then, wasn't popping with the marketplace how it is now. Um, so I put on Craigslist, uh, I had my website, which was, um, just like more of like a buyer's website. 
and everybody and i was in the, the new orleans real which is the it's the association for the vet investors down here so i put it on their website too and man everybody was saying like you know they were trying to add a couple of people biting but the prices that they wanted it at uh was too low and i tried to go back and renegotiate with the real estate agent and she was like no she ain't having it you know so basically time ran out and uh i, I had to i had to go i had to go take the walk of shame and i mean the drive of shame because it was out in the class i had to go <laughs> back and tell them like i couldn't perform on the on a contract and uh that i needed i needed the earnest money back and uh the lady was like oh you know they wasn't too upset but like the lady had kind of hit me up a little later on that day and she was like yeah and take it off of that website you got it on too you know (laughs) 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 oh my god man she she didn't she figured me out you know like (laughs) and i I think she was gonna let she like she wasn't worried about me wholesaling because wholesaling is not like it's illegal or anything but she wanted me to perform on a contract and i didn't and she was like you know just so she could sell and she wound up selling it way further because she was talking about I still I got buyers and all that and she didn't like it took a whole nother year for her to sell it no okay yeah it but if it uh if I would have got it for the right price that I should have got it on the contract for I probably would have made it probably would have been much maybe five six thousand dollars but you know um that would have been I would have been five six thousand dollars richer than zero dollars you know right exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh what was that moment when you knew that wholesaling was success and you want to stick with it? This is what I'm gonna do. Oh, uh, actually, when I helped somebody else, okay. I actually helped. I actually helped somebody else, man. I was calling about a deal, and I still haven't done the deal. And I was, and like after that, what you call it, it kind of took a blow for me, but I, I knew it was real. So I, I didn't stop, uh, but I, I wasn't as aggressive as I was, but I was kind of just calling like Craigslist ads and stuff like that. And uh, I called this one and this uh, young lady, she had it under contract and she was like, you know, um, she, she thought like I was the real buyer, you know, and she was, cause I was calling as like I was the buyer and we wind up talking. And I was like, what you trying to do? You trying to wholesale it? She was like, yeah, you know, I don't really know about this. And I'm kind of, you know, so I helped her and worked the numbers with her. And um, and I helped her sell the deal out. And, you know, and when we JV'd on it, like I, I didn't make that much on it. I just, I just told her, give me like 2500 mm-hmm. And uh, she made, she made uh, maybe 8000 and, okay. and you know what you call it, it was like 1250 something like that the whole deal all together and um and i was like man i was like it's time to take off now once i got that first first money in my pocket man i was like it's, it's really time to take off after that okay so what what are um the challenges of being a wholesaler in real estate time time you, okay. need, you need time to do it man uh, it's with any business, you know. Um, you can put as much money, you can have all the money you want. If you don't put the time into it, like it's not gonna work. You know?
you know, um, and, and if you're if just saying, let, let me think, uh, uh, real estate agents that, that don't know, you know, about, about wholesaling, you, you'll be surprised of uh, the whopping number of real estate agents that then had deals wholesale right under their nose. And, you know, you know, they don't, if, if they got a hundred agents in the room, maybe five of them know about wholesale. Okay. You know? Like you think that they know is, is popular as it got now but still a lot of people don't know um so if you run across an agent and you're telling uh you know all him that you may be trying to do a wholesaling deal and you're going to wholesale it you're like oh that's illegal and you can't do that and <laughs> <laughs> yeah because people don't know about it at all like we really don't know anything about wholesale. yeah they, they thinking you know they think it's illegal because um the way that some people try to go about doing it and you don't you can't wholesale a deal like you know if it's a, for a traditional agent let that agent have that deal and let them do their thing you more or less to help a homeowner out of a situation a tough situation that they have okay uh, I, I got a, I got a comment from one of you right now what up, hey what up jody uh she want to know is wholesaling a viable now during the pandemic? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm about to lock up a property. Uh, maybe today or tomorrow. <laughs> Me and my partner going to see one. Um, uh, it's kind of different because uh, you need once you get the property under contract, you need to get keys and uh, or, or security codes to the lockbox and. A lot of the agents, what they're doing is they're just putting a lockbox on and just letting you go check it out yourself. They're not doing uh, if if it's if if an agent has it locked up, like if that's traditional with an agent. If it's a homeowner, like a lot of times, you know, you know, sometimes they'll meet you at the property, but mm-hmm. they'll tell you like, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll meet you there, unlock it or something like that. Let's check out because you have to get your investors in there to take pictures and look at it and check out the foundation and stuff like that but okay. uh it's, it's definitely man look it's it's popping people making money <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up so uh so you said you you have deals with a uh, real estate agents how does that work with a wholesaler and real estate agent how does how's that agreement work out um it's traditional man if you look on any wholesale i mean on any assignment i mean on you know, any real estate contract as long as they say assignable and mostly all contracts with uh agents are assignable you know as long as they say non-assignable and that'll be like that bank owned property that i tried to do mm-hmm. and those those are not assignable you know so even if i would have what you call it i would have to do something what's called a double close i would have to use what they call uh transactional funding i would have to buy it first and then close on it uh with with the uh investor afterwards so i'll have to buy it for like 10 minutes and then close on it right after okay all right i understand it i heard about that all right so being a wholesaler being a man of color have you had had any issues when trying to wholesale a property like uh not 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 in faith you you'll be surprised like a lot of people I, on the phone i can tell like uh you know you know the way i talk and stuff like that like some mm-hmm. people like they like they know like you know and they, they didn't well they wasn't blatantly out and saying this but 
you know, they uh, might tell you, might call you, you know, don't call me, or you know, not, but nothing like, you know, nothing out the way that you know any black person to say themselves, you know. Right, so, right, right. Okay. Uh, it's uh, not, I nothing out. Man, people in real estate trying to make money for the most part, man. Like they don't care. That's the good thing about real estate. They don't. You could be a convict, and um, you you know, you you could go in and make a killing, man. You know, it, it, it's really it's about the deal. To okay. be honest with you. What uh what other requirements uh to be in a wholesaler do you need? Any certification? Any type of training? Any course that you have to take? Uh, I recommend taking courses. Um, I'm actually in the process of putting together a free course for everybody um just for you know stuff that i didn't know when i started that can help out and because you know like when i started man like uh, you know a lot of people don't have that type of money to to put out and if if somebody telling them no cash no credit you know i can't pay for a course too you mm-hmm. know like I, like you know that 25 30 dollars might be my gas money for the week man you know so um I recommend taking a course if you can find, you know, like I say, even Mark Whitney, his course like twenty dollars. Uh, he got like a little starting out course that the one I took, and it's gonna give you like the information because you need like the, the contracts and and uh, uh, stuff like that to 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 get on kind of in scripts and stuff like that, just so you can find the basis. But like, man, a lot of stuff you can learn on YouTube, you know. But no certifications though. You don't need any certification. You know? Ooh, all right. So, uh, besides doing the wholesaling thing, you, you discussed that you had any uh, your other business. Um, what are your other ventures that you do right now? Uh, I run a company called Party Starters, man. It's a bounce house, uh, spacewalk, water slides, table chat rentals. That's my weekend business, man. Uh, um, I've been doing that one for the last probably as long as wholesaling, like a little bit, three, four years, and um. Uh, Man, it's like you know, in New Orleans, man, it's always party. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was a no-brainer for me, man. Like I was like, I started off with one of them, and uh, man, I pimped that one out like I had five of them for like six months. You know, <laughs> I was to, you know, man, you gotta hurry up and get it, man, because uh, I, I got a lot of customers, you know. <laughs> and, and man, and, and then. I just killed it with customer service, man. Like I got people up who I started out with, um, you know, years ago, and and I was like, I just made sure I took care of them. So they told somebody, and that person told somebody else, and and it just it just snowballed from there. So now I got uh, I'm up to 11 units now in three years. So man, it's uh it's been a blessing for me to be honest with you. You know, and it's something I could do with my family. Like I have my kids. They, they, that's like their little summer work, and uh, my fiance out there with me, so it's a family. Uh, I like that, I like how you <laughs> making it a family business. I love that, yeah, yeah. They try to, they try to cut me on my money, you know, they try to, <laughs> <laughs> they want to raise and all, <laughs> you know, but uh, but uh, man, yeah, it, it was because I was like, you know, I already had like, you know, like I said, Pepsi is my, my full time job. And like it takes a lot of my time, so um, I was like, if I'm gonna do something, I gotta do something that I could bring my family. And I, I don't want to have a, another job to where uh, I'm, I gotta be away and I can't bring them with me. 
like like even my cleaning business like i have that for 13 years but it, like they could come with me to that you know like pepsi they can't you know okay. so like you know and, you know it's decent at pepsi you know which card but like it's nothing like having your freedom man like and, and all on so many different levels like so many people caged in mentally and physically to a job and they don't understand like how important that time is 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 vital you know and you want to spend that time with <clears throat> you want to spend that time with the people who you know who mean the most to you you know you don't want to be giving that time to to other people who you know at, at the, in, any given day like they are they'll cut you off and you know they, mm-hmm. they don't care about you like that you know the people who you're at, who are at home with that's the people that matter right because when you when you employee you just a number just a number man it's i I seen this man they didn't cut so many people over there like oh you know i've been over there for 13 years man i didn't seen different type of stuff man like just uh just stuff that they'll they'll cut people off and then hire some more people right after it's like you know it's it's a numbers thing like they got to get the numbers down for a certain amount of time and then they got rehired again but the person who you didn't let go man you might have a mortgage and you know, kids at home, and what you gonna say? Oh, oh my bad. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, well, what's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Young Legends Podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Make sure you are subscribe, like, follow, leave a rating. Do everything you need to get the message out by the Land Young Legend Podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Enjoy the show. So what made you start? What made you start doing the cleaning business? Uh, cleaning business, man. My daddy, man, he a hustler, man. Like he, uh, he owned the print shop, and uh, my daddy owned the print shop right, uh, uh, right next door for a while. He ran a print shop by himself, and like he was like, man, me and my sons could come in there and do that, man. And because uh, he he did a lot of the printing for it's a lawyer's company and uh, a lawyer's building and. He's like, man, me and my sons could do that. And him and him and my brother started doing it at first. And then uh, my brother moved and he, he was doing, uh, he had like a little washing wax business. So his business had then grown. Like, you know how the guys that be at the gas station, and yeah. got like the, what you call, like, let me put a little wax on, you know? But man, he had been, he had been growing that to like, he was making like over 300,000 a month. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, three hundred thousand a year. You know, like, okay. and just on, uh, you know, from the gas station, and like, uh, he he had got his own office in Alabama, so he moved, and then my dad was like, man, I need somebody else to come in, so I moved. So my pop, uh, my pops, he could he got into real estate, and uh, man, he he didn't exit it, so he even brought some more property in Mississippi. Man, he moved out there, and he's like, look, you t- you can have it, you know. So, <laughs> So, you know, he come down here and check, but like, man, basically, I run in, I, you know, I got some ladies that work under me, man, and, uh, and, and I just got into it like that, you know, just kind of more like a family type thing, and uh, I've just been running ever since. Right, see, see that's where I've been trying to teach people about generational wealth. Uh, people, we've been taught to just, uh, go to work, save my money, uh, uh, work a nine to five, retire six to five. Uh-huh. That's not passing anything down to your next generation. When you build a business or you buy real estate or you buy stock, you can pass that down to generational wealth. 
So yeah. that's why I like doing this platform to interview people like you, especially because you you just proven what you learned from your daddy. And now you're bringing it down to your children, which is his grandchildren. So you keep bringing it on to the next generation. Yeah, man. Look, my daddy, my daddy, you know, he ran his business. Like, you know, he man, he done a bid, man. He came home. And, and this is, you know, there's no knock. And I always tell it, it's like, my mama, she, uh, she a nurse, you know, she, and she, you know, she made good money. You know, she done like the traditional school route and all that. Like my daddy, you know, he, he done like the streets, came home, was behind, or went into that shop, brought the shop from the owner after the owner, before the owner passed away, ran the shop for a while, opened the, opened the cleaning business, got into the real estate, sold a couple of properties. Now, my daddy been retired since he was 52, man. He's been retired for a couple of years now. You know, and my mom is still working, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and, and, you know, so, the, you know, she got that quote unquote good job, you know, and, right. You know, but you still steady turn up, man. Look, and I, I just figured out, man, once I seen like a couple of people at Pepsi and stuff like that, they, uh, they let go, like come some, some good friends of mine, they let go for no reason. And like, and I was, and that was, that was like when I really was like, man, I got to get into this real estate because I was like, I'm not going to let that happen to me, you know, like, and they, right. they came in and they laid them off, you know, and like I said, that was the situation. They, they brought some more people in like a couple months later. I'm like, why would you lay people off that's, you know, actually doing their job? But like, it was just, it was just part of business. And I was like, man, look, I started just getting into it and started started reading and i read that that robert kiyosaki book if you want to, that's that's what did that, that rich dad pulled that man i okay. read that rich dad pulled that and that junk took the lid off my head and dumped i was like whoa, whoa this is, i never thought about stuff like this yeah that's a good and, book man and that, that was that and look and if you never get and i keep this by my side if you ever think and grow rich the black choice by dennis kimbrough mm -hmm. that's the book to read man this, I keep this like the Bible. <laughs> Get that man, and uh, man, it just take off, man. It just it's a different way of thinking. Uh, the the way that they trying to program us, and you know, with school. Think about it like this: in school, right? Um, you start off as a kid. They start programming you from day one. With the they, they got you ringing a bell. They got a bell that make you go to class. They want you to sit down. They want you to be quiet, you know, and and not do nothing, not talk with others. And that's all. That's the that's the main way that you, you make money is what you gotta talk to people, man. Like you, you don't make no money from not talking to people. You make money from talking to people. And you start getting into this program. So when you go to work, you gotta go clock in. You gotta wait for you know if you're on the yard you gotta wait for a whistle you know until it's time to clock in and stuff like that and now you've been programmed from when you was a little kid to adult and you just fall in line just like everybody else and you start just going with um the paradigm of just working day in and day out and you're not realizing like you know you're missing critical time with family and stuff like that and they don't got no more gold like the, the days of the gold watch and uh and a payoff plan is that's over with man right them days ain't happening no more yeah, you talking about, talking about uh, pensions and all that yeah yeah this is gone man that, that was with our grandpas and them they, they was the last generation for that you know 
and and they wasn't going for it. You know, like my grandpa ran a, uh, he had a cleaning business and a grass cutting business that he ran to like after he got out of that work field stuff. You know, so man, I, I would say it like this: if you know, if you don't have like a job, more or less, or like a, uh, like you know, that's needed. Like I say, like the medical field or something like that, where you actually changing somebody's life or you know, you know stuff like that. But like just like a regular, I'm just talking about that. You know. You know not, but you got to do what you got to do. But like, just say if you just got like a grocery store job, like you're not really, you know, you use that as just like a springboard to get to whatever your next thing is. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You use your main job to buy assets that make you money while you're sleeping. Right. But then that's the problem with our people, man. We want to we want to party. And I was, and, you know, I was I was a victim of this myself, you know. Me too. I was, Me too. I, and I, I had too much fun. <laughs> I was like, man. You know, then one time I made 30, I was like, man, look, you know, I was like, something got to change, man. You, you know, you, you spending more than what you're making. You know, you're partying. You know, you're chasing this one, chasing that one. And you was like, man, you got to, you got to, uh, you gotta get something together, man, because now you have kids now, you know, at first I ain't had no kids, so like uh you know, it was just me. So, you know, you get a f- kids and a family and stuff like that, you gotta you gotta figure something out, man, because those kids, like, you know, they ain't asked to come here and you gotta you gotta make sure you make a way. They don't wanna they don't wanna hear nothing about, you know, you ain't make enough money, you know. They won't hear like, can I have that, you know? And that's the that's the best way to be. Now you ain't, they ain't gonna be able to get everything, but you know you want to have like an avenue to where you say like you know daddy or mom out here hustling. And, you know we you know we making a way for you and you know, stuff like that. Okay. okay. All right, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm gonna have to bring you back when I do a, a real estate segment uh, roundtable. When I'm bringing you as a wholesaler, I'm gonna bring somebody as a real estate agent broker. And we'll bring a contract work and I want to do like a real estate round table and just yeah. ask comments from uh, my listeners and subscribers. Oh, but, yeah, they definitely do that, man. Because yeah, they, they got some good real estate agents out there. I work with a couple of them that actually know the game. You know, they're not all of them in the dark, you know, because some of them <laughs> invest as they sell, you know. Right. Okay. But yeah, man. This this definitely a, uh, appreciate you having man. It's a cool platform, man. I like your setup, man. I'm going to have to go get me a setup. I got... I got the weight bench in the back and stuff. I'm like, man, I need to get, I need to get a setup like this. You know? Yeah, I, this is my second episode when I got, I got a little green screen in the back. So, uh, but yeah. okay, yeah, it look good, man. It look good. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of comments. I got one from, uh, do you know, a, a Jocelyn Hunter? She said, "What's up?" She said she knows. Oh, what's up? What's up, Jocelyn? That's my girl, man. Me and Jocelyn went to school together, man. Yeah. Jocelyn is a very small young lady right there, man. Yeah, yeah. It's doctor. It's doctor now. She got a doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doctor job. My yeah, bad. Doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, somebody want to other say thank you. Tremaine Thomas says thank you. Uh, oh, appreciate it. All right, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. What, uh, let the people know your social media handles. I've been playing it throughout the whole uh, podcast, but uh, just let them know which, how they can reach you. Uh, yeah. Well, Daniel Washington on Facebook is just my regular page, but if you want to uh, drop this stuff on real estate, I'll put it on. Uh, we've got a group called um, I Will Quit My Job or Quit Your Job on Facebook, and I Will Quit My Job on Instagram, man. I just try to. And, and go to my website is I will quit my job.com 
and I'm updating the website right now, so don't, don't beat me over the head. But I'm working on, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm turning it to where the way we learn how to make money online and offline. Like I said, because I didn't create products, I didn't, uh, I didn't been, uh, you know, a, a side entrepreneur for the last 13 years. So like a lot of stuff, our community don't know, and I, I got that information. I just want to try to pass it on to people, and. Uh, See, like, you know, like, I'll never forget when I helped that, helped that girl make that money on that deal. Like, she was so excited, like, because she didn't know what she was doing. And then I was, she, I was like, she don't know, like, you helping me in the same aspect, you know. <laughs> when you can help somebody out, man, like, it's uh, it's cool. So, yeah, check me out on, on, on those. Like, check out Put Your Job uh, Facebook page. And uh, it's like a community group. We try to help each other. And try to make some at least some side income man so you can buy them kids some stuff man. all right man. thank you for coming on the show uh make sure y'all subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the, the podcast on apple spotify anchor and other podcast platforms make sure you like the facebook page lanyard legends um please just please 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 share subscribe and uh until next time thank you david for being on the show it was great podcast appreciate you brother All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, bro. All right. We out, y'all.